Happy Thursday, Nodpod. How you guys doing? So last Thursday for Thanksgiving, it was my intention to record an episode about the holidays and how we can feel around the holidays. And I got a little bit behind and wasn't able to get it out. But I feel like it's still helpful, right? Because Christmas is coming up and New Year's Eve is coming up and we're in the midst of it. Like we're in the thick of the stuff. And I was always someone that when I would I would cringe when I would hear people say that the holidays can be hard. I don't know why. I hated it. I felt like it was so cliche. And I think when I was younger, I never wanted to be something that was cliche. Like when everybody started wearing Uggs, I refused to wear Uggs. And then I read an article about Jennifer Aniston wearing Uggs. And so I changed my mind. But like stuff like that, I just never wanted to be the norm, kind of like being a pick me girl, but not, but not for guys for like the world. Like I'm so different, you know? Also, I kind of believed that it wasn't actually hard at the holidays for me. I genuinely had talked myself into the idea that this wasn't hard. Why would it be hard? I'm fine. Obviously the years that I was using and either homeless or in a program sucked. But again, I would say those times too, yeah, but it's not because it's Christmas. It's because I'm in a program or because I'm homeless and using. And I just didn't want to give in to this idea that this season could take an emotional toll on me for whatever reason. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to give in to that idea. And I came to see in my years of sobriety that of course it takes a toll on me (laughs) like of course it does and the reason that it takes a toll on me is the reason that it takes a toll I think on those people which is that the holidays tend to exacerbate any feelings we may have around family good or bad and friends and it gives us a nostalgia that is either good or bad like if we had a good childhood then we think I'm never I'm, I, I don't have that now like for me that's my thing right I had these amazing Christmases and I think to myself now I don't have those anymore you know and even if it's a good Christmas currently which it is I mean there were several years that Skylar and I went up to see his parents and we just had a great time and I'd go see my mom and it's fine but it's not like when I was a little kid and my dad was there and we used to make this village, this Christmas village under the tree, me and my dad. And this thing was fucking awesome. Like he would set up pillows to make like hills and put cotton everywhere, like a big cotton pad to look like snow. And there's a little fence that went around it. And there was an ice skating pond that was a big mirror and it would run. There was a guy on top and it was motorized. And I remember I flipped it upside down once because I was like, how is this happening? And there was like a little magnet on the bottom that pulled the guy around in circles and There was light posts and people in the windows and it lit up at night. And that with our Christmas tree, it was like something you would see in a Hallmark movie. And that element of Christmas I don't have anymore. And and I'm going to talk about this today. I super miss seeing my dad on Christmas morning. I really do. And so for me, the nostalgia is I, I never had that. I've shared that with other people who have said, for me, it's the exact opposite. I hear stories like yours, and I never had that when I was a kid. And that makes me sad, you know, when I see the Hallmark movies of families that I never had. And that makes me sad. And so it's just like this huge exacerbation of any feelings you may have around 
family and experiences you either got to have or experiences that, that you wish that you had. And then for me too, and I think probably for most adults, especially as we approach New Year's, now there's a new expectation around social events. And I mean, I guess I, guess I don't know if everybody feels this way. I, I feel this way where I'm like, oh God, am I going to get invited to anything? I never do. <laughs> like, you know, are Skylar and I going to get invited to anything? What are we going to do? And then I feel like a loser if I don't. And for me, there's some anxiety around that as well. And then for me, that highlights if there are any friend issues happening, right? And we become super aware of them. So the holidays just exacerbate those types of feelings and emotions. So like, of course, it affects me in the exact same way that it affects everybody. And last year in particular was horrifically bad on the holidays. So now you guys all know, but Skylar was out of his brain. Like he wasn't a little bit using. He was a lot using. And on Thanksgiving, he left. On Christmas, he left, you know, to go pick up, to go cop dope. And this isn't like a holiday holiday, but on my birthday as well. He didn't leave on my birthday, but the day before my birthday, he did. And my wallet was in his car and I canceled all the card, all the cards. I have one debit card. <laughs> like I have so many credit cards to cancel. My, my one debit card was in his car and he actually didn't try to use it, but I, I didn't know that. And so I canceled it and I bank with a really small bank and the next day they were not answering. And so I wasn't able to turn my card back on. So on my birthday, I didn't have access to any cash or money and we didn't have anything here at the house. And I had a couple of friends remember my birthday and text me, but like basically no one remembered on that day. And it sucked. Obviously, my friend Barbara, you know, my my childhood friends did. And my friend Jana now that I work with. That's it. (laughs) And I had no cake or money. And he wasn't in a position to do anything. And I didn't hear from some of those people the next day or the day after that or the day after that. And hadn't heard from them in a very, very long time. But it was suckier on my birthday. Because again, as human beings, those are the days when we think about those things. And if those relationships aren't thriving in the way that we would like them to thrive. It just feels particularly painful, right? And and the loss stings more so on those days. And no one knew that the holidays were that bad for me. Very few people knew. And so I wanted to share with you guys how I got through that. And then more importantly, things I would have done if I had known at the time. That's what I'm going to share with you guys because I've spent a lot of time trying to like work on how these things could be less painful as he continued to use and something I have not yet spoken about that's like super hard for me to talk about but whatever I'm going to do it anyways I've lost two really good friends again this year two really good girlfriends again this year and I am so brokenhearted about it it again it happened again and I have had to figure out how to process this loss and be happy and like live my life anyway because I've been really sad about it and so I want to share with you guys what I've what I've been doing because the chances are high that one of you is having a super sucky Thanksgiving 
and no one knows maybe in your life. So how can we mitigate some of the pain? And I want to say here too that these tools that I'm suggesting are not designed to cancel out the pain. They're tools to help you along as you feel it because we can't cancel it. And I feel like the idea is of canceling it. And if that's the fix, that we're not going to find. What we resist persists, another cliche. Although that cliche I've always thought was accurate. What we resist persists. So feelings are not going to be gone. The sadness is not going to be gone. But can we have these tools with us to help allow us to move through the holidays with this feeling without all of the additional suffering that would maybe come along with not having some tools and some processes and some, you know, like a a mindset around it. I've got two situations that I'm going to give you the context for, and then two mindset shifts or ways to look at the grief around a relationship during a holiday. And these are both from Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins stuff is just so helpful. And it's weird. I like forget that he has a podcast, although he doesn't do the podcast that often, which is probably why I forget. But every once in a while, I remember and listen to something and I'm like, oh, this is amazing what I'm hearing. He's just so great. And these have been super helpful in my life. So the reason Thanksgiving sucked even more with Skylar using is that so these two girlfriends that I miss dearly and were really important to me in my life. Like, I don't know, a couple of months before Thanksgiving, a group of people were out we were out to brunch and one of them said, Hey, my parents are visiting for Thanksgiving and I would like everyone to play pickleball and they're going to be here and it'll be fun. And she actually even kind of like looked at me and did her hands like everyone's invited because one of my things that I do, one of my fatal flaws as a friend is that I'll get butt hurt as hell if I get left out of things. And I often really take it the wrong way. I try not to bring it up that much anymore, but you know, and she knew that. And so she kind of like looked at me when she said it. And my mom was going to go see Danny's daughter for Thanksgiving. And so I remember thinking, oh, cool. Like, not that I would have expected to see her family on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know them that well. But like, there's like some, you know, semblance of something happening. And Skylar actually wasn't using yet. This was prior to us closing the studio. The guy closed the studio. And Thanksgiving rolled around. And I did not hear from a friend at all. And my mom was visiting my brother's daughter. And Skylar took off. And I knew something was up with that friendship. I already knew that. And this is kind of my point about things are worse around the holidays. I also didn't like hear from her the week prior or the week after. Right. So like why. But that day in particular was more painful. I felt super alone. And all these people do Friendsgivings all the time. And like, if you have a Friendsgiving situation, I think that's really cool. <laughs> like, I've never done a Friendsgiving. That's not true. Actually, Skylar and I, when we first got together one year, I we hosted a, a very small Friendsgiving and I cooked. So that's not actually true. But other than that, I don't go to one. And also, please get me wrong. Like, please don't get me wrong. None of this episode is designed to be like, oh, my God, feel bad for me. I have no friends. Obviously, that's not true, which is what I'm going to get to. I just want to give context because 
I would have maybe felt last year like, no, I'm lonelier than the average person. And I want someone listening to know the context and like that. Yeah, this was actually like really sucky and shitty. Right. Like so that, you know, I came from a deep place of grief when I was finding these tools. And if they help me, they may they may help you. So that happened. And I felt super alone. And those the loss of those two friends this year started around then has been very, very, very hard for me to deal with. I'm sad like every day. And it's okay. I just had like a lot of dead space that I cut out so that you guys don't have to sit through it, but it's because I don't even really know how to put it to words. The loss of female friendships. And I don't actually know what happened again. Like my other friend, although my other friend, I kind of had an idea this time. I have no idea. So that's one of the situations that I've had to kind of try to like manage because I feel those losses more on the holidays and then definitely on my birthday, right? Obviously, I didn't hear from either one of them. And it's like, fuck, I didn't hear from them the day before either or the day before the day before. But on your birthday, you know, you feel it more. So that's one of them. And then the other one, this is another thing, man, that I've like never talked about on the show, but I really miss my dad and my dad is still alive and grieving someone that's still alive is kind of a weird thing because Skylar's dad actually passed away and so I it's 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 odd to say like gosh I miss my dad but what I mean is I miss my dad on the holidays and our relationship changed a lot after my parents got divorced and we were super 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 close and he was very involved in my life and that completely changed after they split up. So I feel it more on the holidays because for me, it's the nostalgia of the my childhood and all these cool things like, oh my gosh, you guys, I can't even, y'all have heard a million stories about my dad at this point, but like one year, this was so cool. I was really into mysteries and Nancy Drew and stuff. And he set up a series of clues. We lived in the Philippines at this point when he was in the Air Force. And I opened the first present and it was a clue and it took me to the next spot, which was a clue and I had to solve it. And it took me to the next spot all around the house, all these little clues. And it led me to the backyard where he had built me a balance beam because I was a gymnast and he built with his hands a regulation balance beam for me to practice on. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, you know, just like the coolest stuff ever. Like, you know, just the, the, the most amazing special experiences of my life I was just telling my mom the story when I was like in second grade I think again we were in the Philippines and I was wearing two different colored shoes do y'all remember jellies jelly shoes I was wearing one blue one and one clear one on two different feet and I didn't want him to see it we were on the way to school and I thought he'd you know not want me to wear two different color shoes and so we jumped in the car and I was like tucking my foot my right foot between the car door and my seat so that he couldn't really see it and we were driving and after a few minutes he was like hey just so you know I can see your foot (laughs) and of course I'm like seven he was like 35 obviously I wasn't tricking him but he said I can see your foot and I see that you have two different color shoes on and I just want to tell you that it's totally okay 
you don't have to hide that from me. One of my favorite things about you is how unique you are and that you dress differently from the other kids at your school. And that's really what makes you you and makes you creative and makes you such a great actress. I love that about you. You don't ever have to hide something like that from me. Isn't that a cool thing for like a father to say? You know, another time we were on our way home from this audition and I'd done well and he pulled over, like pulled over while driving and was like, I'm so proud of you. I need to just give you a hug right now. Like I got to stop driving and give you a hug and hugged me. Just stuff like that happened. I have thousands of those stories from my father. And then to... Obviously, he's still in my life. Obviously, he's still in my life. It was huge for me to talk to him every day during COVID on the on the phone. But a lot is different. And the reality is I haven't spent Christmas with him since 1997. And that blows. So my two scenarios that have caused me some emotional anguish over the holidays, obviously my father forever, and then, you know, my two girlfriends who, who I really miss. So I'm going to share two I don't even know what you would call them. I guess just a mindset shift that I wanted to share with you guys that has really lessened the pain for me. Oh, also, I do. I feel like I should include this. I also started taking a very, very low dose of Zoloft in like May. And because everything with Skylar was so insane. And I actually heard him describe it to Skylar what it did and it could reduce anxiety and I was like, wait, like, can I take it? We, we were at a doctor's appointment together. So I started taking it. And like, I, I never normally do this. If I had a friend who did this, I'd be like, what are you thinking? But I didn't really like take it consistently, which of course you're supposed to do. I've never done before. But I wasn't really taking it consistently. And then recently something happened and I got real upset about the situation with, with my, my friends. And I don't know what inspired me to start taking it again, but I did. And it reduced the obsessive thoughts so much. So I would be remiss if I did not include that. That has allowed me to even record this episode. I don't think I could even record this episode. Um, and it's supposed to do that. It can reduce obsessive thoughts. And it has worked because I started taking it really consistently again. And it's definitely been helpful. So there's that. And I would love to also add some therapy to that, but we're obviously still bouncing back from, you know, what's just happened financially with him using. But at some point, I'd really like to get back into therapy and, you know, work through all of this stuff. So beyond the medication, the first mindset shift that Tony Robbins talks about is moving from expectation to appreciation, expectation versus appreciation. So in my case, what that looks like for me with my two friends is this. What is my expectation? My expectation would have been that I hear from them on the holiday or that I was included. And you know what? For all I know, maybe they didn't even come out anymore. You know, I don't I, I don't know. Like, I didn't ask. I wasn't like, hey, weren't you supposed to invite me to something? Obviously, I didn't do that. So, like, I don't know. But I doubt it. I think they just didn't want to hang out with me anymore. But... My expectation would have been that, you know, my expectation maybe would have been that because I had the studio where everybody worked out and loved that I would have been valued more after the studio closed, you know, may maybe that kind of a thing. But that that's a silly one. I understand that's not logical. But like, you know, if we're looking at expectations, 
that might be my expectation. Certainly expect that they would have remembered my birthday, you know, that kind of thing. That's the expectation. If I live in that part of this, which is where most human beings live in relationships, is our expectation of the person, that's where all the hurt and the resentment and the anger lies. If I move into appreciation, it's a very different story because I value those two women so much. I literally could not have done COVID at my studio without them. Truly, truly. They showed up for me so fucking tough during the pandemic and chose to work there and work out there. And one in particular carries a lot of influence. People really admire her, look up to her. And she chose to spend her time and take her classes with me. And she was so consistent. She was always there. She went out of her way to talk to new members, pitch and sales. She didn't even work there. And she'd be pitching sales and helping us do so much stuff. I remember the first day that they announced businesses had to close. I saw it on Instagram and I thought, oh, fuck, because I was like really waiting until the last minute. And then she called 30 minutes later and I answered and I'll never forget the concern in her voice. She was like, Janine. And I said, yeah, what's up? And she was like, did you did you see about the that gyms have to close? And I said, yeah, I did. And she was like, I felt like her relief. And, and, and she was like, OK, I are, like, are you okay? I think she thought maybe I would relapse or something. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I was the first call that she made, but I bet I was, you know, and that concern and that care really carried me through COVID. And she showed that care and concern from me early on. She's also very successful in her own life. And when she chose to start taking my classes and working out with me. And then we became friendly as well in the early years of my recovery, like 2015. I felt very seen by someone that I admired and respected. And it really elevated my self-esteem because I thought, well, if this chick thinks I'm smart and likes me and stuff, maybe I'm still smart and valuable, you know, and it really elevated my self-esteem and that will always be like an integral part of our relationship. You know, I, I value her so much for that. And, you know, my other friend was instrumental in me getting through COVID. I mean, oh gosh, I couldn't have done it without her. She elevated my joy so much during that time and we would talk at the studio for hours after we had cleaned and I got a lot of my emotional needs met and filled through that friendship at the time and Skylar was working a ton and building the studio and I didn't even feel like a lack of connection anywhere and I've I've realized this now because when he was using I really felt a lack of connection and I've recently realized oh you know what like my mom has said that we shouldn't get all of our emotional needs necessarily from one partner nor should you expect that and you can get some of those emotional needs met by your girlfriends and I realized recently I'm like oh my god I was totally getting that from my friend you know that was very fulfilling friendship for me you know to to just talk and discuss things. We're very like-minded. We had similar likes. You know, all the things that make you friends with someone. And 
I will never forget their kindness and generosity of spirit during those years. I couldn't have done it without them, you know, and I, that's the appreciation side. And if I focus on that, it immediately lifts my emotional barometer to a higher degree. I feel it right now as I talk, as I remember this and just how amazing they made my life by being in it. They listened to the podcast early on, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if I focus on that, it just changes the game for me emotionally. Let's get to my dad. (laughs) Obviously harder. Appreciation versus expectation. What's my expectation? I'm going to be honest with you. There's a part of me that's like, dude, you did well. You could fly me home for Christmas and you won't. You know, like that's the, I do have that expectation and I don't actually think that that's fair because I'm my, the age that I'm at, I am and, you know, most adults can fly home to see people for Christmas and their parents don't have to pay for them. Although actually these days I feel like that might not even be true, but that would be the expectation that everything would have stayed the same after he left. That would have been the expectation. So what's the appreciation here? a lot. I had, I had the best dad anyone could ever have. I believe that, especially since I've had the show hearing about other people's childhoods and what people survive. I was so lucky that I even had him. I was so lucky. And My value system come from both my parents, but my dad's a good man. He, every year he like, they'll, he'll, he'll adopt, you know, like a family through his church and they give him gifts and he's like this incredibly charitable man. He showed me the value of like hard work. He's kind. Even his language, both my parents, like, neither one of them cussed. I mean, my brother and I cuss like sail- sailors. But, like, they they have integrity in their language and in their speech. And they stand by who they are. And I learned so many values from him. And I learned unconditional love from him. I felt unconditional love from my father. He was the first person I would tell anything to. And I still, still, though I can't see him on Christmas... My dad, again, during COVID, my dad showed up fucking tough for me during COVID. I mean, I would talk to him every single day and he was one of the only people I felt really heard by. Obviously, everybody empathized with the studio being closed, but he in particular thought that it was wrong and I really felt heard by him and it was valuable for me to have that feedback during that time. And he is way more emotionally available than any father I've ever seen with an adult daughter. You know, like I'll share with my friends sometimes some of the things I tell them. And they're like, oh, my God, you told your dad that, you know. And, you know, all of that is the appreciation, you know. He also treated my mom so well, like gold. And he treats his current wife like gold. And I have seen what it looks like when a husband loves a wife and how they should treat them. 
And I really think a lot of that, a lot of what I learned and saw from him protected me during my using years as well, because I may not have made a lot of good choices, but I know what a good man looks like. And I knew that when I was on the street too. That's the appreciation side of things. So if we can move from expectation to appreciation, and this may be something you have to do daily. I do. And remind yourself, what's the appreciation? I do that with Skylar too when I was so mad with him, you know, using. I mean, this works in all scenarios. I just think it's it's a good heavy lifting tool to pull out during the holidays in particular too. The second one is, I don't even know exactly how I would word this, but, you know, a, a different lens on something. And the example that Tony Robbins gives is Thanksgiving for him when he was a little kid. His dad was famously an alcoholic. He talks about this and didn't do well, I think, financially. And someone from the church showed up on Thanksgiving with food for their family. They were on, you know, they were like a family that my, my dad would send food to. You know, they were like a family like that. And they brought the food and his dad was furious and humiliated and angry and almost didn't accept it. And ultimately he did. And Tony Robbins, I don't know how old he was, but he said in that moment he understood the difference between perspectives, which is that for his father it was, I'm a failure. I can't support my family. I'm a loser. For Tony... It was, wow, strangers are really kind. People are kind. And that was the shift in perspective. And we can view things through a different lens. And so, like with my two friends, what's a different perspective on this? I have, as a result, really aggressively taken action on getting back into meetings because my favorite group of friends ever beyond the studio was my HA friends when I met Skylar in like the 2017, 18, 19 era. It was so fun. I was actually talking about this on a TikTok today. I remember one night after a meeting, we went to Denny's and you guys, I swear, top five nights of my life where I laughed that hard. And as a result of this sort of gap, I moved back into HA. And I'm really glad Skylar and I have found a really good meeting that we really like. And I probably wouldn't have done that. Again, I was really getting a lot of emotional needs filled. And I don't know that I would have done that. And I was not going to meetings. And though it wasn't affecting my recovery, it may have been affecting for one, you know, my husband's. And also, I feel like you never really know on that kind of thing. It's still always nice to go and hear people share and feel connected and I'm so glad that we're going again also my new community at my new studio I'm sure it opened up space there and then to my friend Jana that you guys hear me talk about I don't know that I would have had the space available to fully embrace that friendship again and I was certainly able to in this case as a result and certainly doesn't mean I don't miss them they're like wonderful people that's why I miss them but again, that's just like that different perspective. And the different perspective on my dad would be, and I'll be honest, I had to really, like when I was thinking about this episode, 
I was like, my God, how do I possibly say something good came out of the divorce and me like barely seeing him anymore? How, how do I possibly say that? But I did find something huge, which is that it really opened up the space for me to develop my relationship with my mom, which I did not have as much. And I was really missing out because unbeknownst to me when I was a kid and a teenager and in my early 20s is like this amazing, brilliant person. She's so compassionate and just a wealth of information and resources and uh, one of the most amazing people I've ever known in my entire life. And I saw her and we got much closer and that right there is a great thing because he'll always be locked into my heart you know and it allowed me to really get closer to my mom again which is like such a beautiful thing you know and spend holidays with her and it's just been a really good thing and so that that right there is a different perspective on it you know hopefully that is helpful and again, these can be utilized beyond just the holidays, any situation that's frustrating. Appreciation versus expectation. Can we move into the appreciation? And then what is a different way of looking at some scenario? And it might take you some work, like, you know, if I'm like, how do I find the positive in the changed relationship with my dad? That took me a minute. But it's such a better feeling thought to think, my gosh, I got so close to my mom. That's so great. Over, ah, fuck, man, I never saw him again, blah, 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 you know? So I hope those two mindset shifts are helpful for you guys. Please let me know if they are. Again, this can be utilized far beyond the holidays, but... The holidays exacerbate all of these feelings and any feelings of loneliness. And then the last thing that I want to say to you is Tony says that problems are evidence of life happening. If you don't have any problems, it's probably because your life isn't progressing in some way because progress creates problems that we have to solve at work or in our relationships or, you know, whatever. Ooh, I actually just had kind of an, not to sound like Oprah, but like an aha moment, like the anything any issue that I may have with Skylar arguing or whatever that's progress because I'm married now which is like a huge thing I wanted I didn't have a husband to fight with before you know so like or the studio when I owned it fuck man the problems that came up that was evidence of my life progressing I was now a business owner with a staff of 10 obviously there's going to be problems so problems are evidence of life and then I thought you know what else is true Grief is evidence of love. And I feel the grief for that type of relationship I had with my father because I had so much love. And same thing with my two friends. I still love them. And the grief is evidence of love. You know, the grief is the evidence that it, that it happened. And I shared that in a class the other day when I was teaching. And afterwards, one of my writers came up to me and she had tears in her eyes and she had just lost her cat that she's had forever, her beloved cat. And she was like, just now I finally cried for the first time. Like you saying that like grief is evidence of love. 
it allowed me to heal a little bit. And so I hope that that allows you guys to heal too. It's just the part of life that's the up and the down. And we have the immense love. And as a result, we feel the immense grief. But I don't think we would have it any other way, right? So if problems are evidence of life, grief is evidence of love. And for my addicts out there, my big time addicts like me, last resort too, ma'am, think about now versus when you were using. Because last year when Skylar was gone on Thanksgiving and my mom didn't live here anymore and I didn't hear from my friends, that was a tough day. But it was not as bad as the Thanksgivings I spent strung out. I remember one year we had to go up to Orange County to see my stepdad's kids and I think I didn't bring dope with me or I didn't bring much and I didn't know how long we were going to be there and we got there and they had a tiny apartment it was like just a giant room and the bathroom door was just like right there and I was like oh my gosh how am I ever going to do a shot like I was at a point where I couldn't find a vein it took me forever that man fucking I'll take sitting on my couch by myself I don't ever want this to happen again but I'll take you know sitting on my couch feeling left out any day over being strung out and needing to do a shot in someone's house and having no idea how long, you know, we're going to be there. The other thing I want to add to is this year is better. This year is better. And I wouldn't have thought that. We've got a lot of room left to go. Obviously, Skylar and I have a lot of work left to do. But this year was better, man. I taught a class on Thanksgiving, which I love to do. Last year, I also wasn't teaching, which sucked. I think I had taught one class. I had like subbed, but I wasn't on the schedule yet. And not teaching is not good for my head. It's where I thrive and and feel love and give love. It's like the best of me is when I'm teaching. So I also wasn't teaching, which sucked. So this year's better. I taught on Thanksgiving. He and I didn't cook. We just like hung out together and hung out with Tank. And it's better. So anyone that's listening next year might be better. I wouldn't have thought it was, you know, next year might be better. So I hope that this was helpful. Please let me know what you guys thought as always. And oh, guys, the episode next week or the one that I think is going to release next week, I recorded this morning. You are going to love it. It's going to be one of my top five favorite episodes I have ever recorded. So her name is Christina, and I think you guys are really going to love the episode. So anyways, happy holidays, Nod Pod. Stay in touch and let me know how you guys are all doing.